Welcome to Writing Challenges with David Morley, Director of the Warwick Writing Programme. Hello and welcome to our final Creative Writing Challenge of the second series. It is called Murdering Your Darlings and it is fittingly about rewrites and endings. All writing is rewriting. With fiction, the best test is to read your story aloud and read it to somebody. Gustave Flaubert would invite friends and admirers to marathon sessions of this type. Reading aloud will reveal problems and longueurs. You may end up boring your listeners to death. It will also test whether speech and dialogue is alive on the ear and if it animates your story. If you find that some of the writing seems flat, shift sentences and paragraphs around to see what sounds more true to character, what order of words makes characters more emotionally honest, and what intensifies description. If this does not help, begin thinking about altering the verbal tense of the piece, or the point of view. Ensure that the narrative moves forward and that you excise cliché words and clichés of feeling, or mutate their language into something fresher. Your next step is more drastic. To let the story rest. To put the story aside for a considerable time and not to look at it again until you have almost forgotten you wrote it. As Stephen King explains, how long you let your book rest, sort of like bread dough between kneadings, is entirely up to you, but I think it should be a minimum of six weeks. This will give you the necessary distance to edit your story into some final shape. As Stephen King believes, it is like reading the work of somebody else, a soul twin, perhaps. It is always easier to kill someone else's darlings than it is to kill your own. The novelist Annie Dillard, in The Writing Life, remarks, It is the beginning of a work that the writer throws away. Painters work from the ground up. Writers, on the other hand, work from left to right. The discardable chapters are on the left. The latest version of a literary work begins somewhere in the work's middle and hardens towards the end. When you look again at your story, do so with a cold eye. It is very likely you will soon be deleting some of it, so it is best not to get too chummy with your old friend. The novelist Ursula Le Guin, who wrote the novel Stardust, is great on this subject. She says... Anton Chekhov gave some advice about revising a story. First, he said, throw out the first three pages. I really hoped he was wrong, but of course, he was right. It depends on the length of the story, naturally. If it's very short, you can only throw out the first three paragraphs. But there are few first drafts to which Chekhov's razor doesn't apply. Starting a story, we all tend to circle around, explain a lot of stuff, set things up that don't need to be set up. Then we find our way and get going, and the story begins, very often just about on page three. That's good advice. Now, let's look at how to end a piece of fiction. Writing on why even great novels can have disappointing endings, the critic James Wood cites the Russian formalist critic Viktor Shlovsky's praise for Chekhov's negative endings, which frustrate our sense of tidy form by refusing to end. And then it began to rain. Wood states that the novel is a form that doesn't want to end and that generally contorts itself into unnatural closure.
How often we feel of long novels that their last fifty or so pages are mechanical and overwrought, that the rhythm of the book is speeding up as it reaches home. Perfect endings of the open Chekhovian kind, or of the positive and closed kind, are rare. Some novels offer more than one ending. I suggest you keep your objective simpler. When completing your story, it is sound practice to have written several versions of the final page before you reach it. You might have an ending that offers closure and conclusion, or an open Chekhovian image, or something else. As you approach the harbour of your story's close, you will probably know which of these permutations best suits the rhythm of your narrative's journey. It will also mean that the rhythm of these closing pages is guided by the simple necessity to furl your sail, as it were. You can then tack the gap skilfully by knowing beforehand the nature of your landfall and the speed of the story's currents. This week's challenge is to read any story or any novel and locate the moments when a fissure has been planted in the narrative. Some gap between scenes, for example. Your aim is to write a story that fills that gap. Stays with the original subject, and to do so using the author's narrative style and the point of view. It's a little like rewriting, except that you fill an invisible space with your own work. Try to bring your story to a close after fifteen hundred words, but attempt to end it like Anton Chekhov. Give it an open ending. Allow the reader a little space in which to see where the story might go. When the story's over, put any work that results from this challenge away for three weeks. After which, revise it completely into a short story. Then send it to me. Our story's over too for this series. Our next series will explore the practice of poetry. Thank you, and goodbye. If you would like to comment on anything in this podcast or read new pieces by David, then you can visit his blog at http: colon slash slash blogs.warwick.ac.uk slash d To find out more about the Warwick Writing Programme, visit www.warwick.ac.uk Writing Challenges was produced by Tom Abbott for the University of Warwick. The music was written and performed by Dylan Owen. Music